So today we are podcasting around the Imperial War Museum. Yes, I'm quite excited because I've never been before, but you have, haven't you? Mm-hmm. When did you last go to the Imperial War Museum? I can't remember. Was it a long time ago? Yeah. Ah, well, maybe a lot has changed. Maybe. Okay. Does war interest you? Yes. Wonderful. So we'll go up these stairs to go to the exhibitions. Yeah. Perfect. Can you describe what we're looking at? A jet plane. Yeah, what kind of a plane is it? An AV-8A carrier. Yeah, it was the first foreign purpose-built combat aircraft operated by American armed forces since Second World War. Wow. Wow. That's a motorcycle with bicycle handlebars. Yeah, you're right. It looks like quite an old-fashioned vehicle, doesn't it? Yes, it does look very early. It does. Look at this. That's a 13-powder field gun. Yeah. It's a gun trailer. This field gun fired the British Army's first shell of the First World War on the 22nd of August, 1914. Wow. Near Vinch in Belgium. Wow. This is a fire trailer. That's right, it does say Dennis Firefighting Trailer Pump. Dennis Fire Engines. Mm, do you know them? Oh yes, they sound like they're the first fire engine company. It might well be. Yeah, Dennis Fire Engines are very old fire engines. I can see that, yeah. Amazing. Dictatorship. Democracy and dictatorship, yes. Do you know what um, a dictator is? A tyrant. Exactly. It's not good to live under a dictatorship. No. Merida. Yes, Justin. Speaking of dictator, I know Hitler and Stalin. They're two dictators, yeah. I think Hitler's probably the most famous dictator that ever lived. Yes, but I've learned that the worst dictator of all is Chairman Mao. Why do you say that? Because he killed over 50 million people in China. 50 million? Yes. Is that true? Yes. Women and war. Women and war. Yeah. Want to have a look in? Mm-hmm. What can we see here? Jackets and headwears. Correct. Different uniforms, I think. Yes, they are different uniforms. A gun. A gun? Uh oh.
Ooh, more vehicles. This is cool. This is a 1982 Trabant Deluxe estate car. What is a 1980s car doing in a war museum? Mm, I think it's um, to do with the kind of division of Germany, in, uh, well, post-war Berlin, because it says underneath, traveling in one on a bad East German road is like a ride in a speedboat on choppy water, bouncing feet into the air off a cobblestone, landing yards further on and bouncing again. Wow. What is that? Fire watchers shelter. I see. This shelter was developed to protect fire watchers stationed at major buildings across the country during the Second World War. Wow. Oh, imagine having to sit in there. Be a bit claustrophobic. Looks like a space pod or a time machine. Doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. What have you seen there? Gun turret. Yeah. Oh, and that's a blimp. Yeah, they always have blimps in wars. Do they? Yeah, in world wars. I see. Fantastic. Uh, what do you think that thing is over there? An aero engine. Is it a Rolls Royce Merlin Mark 73 aero engine? Yeah. I see it was made in June 1944 and it was withdrawn from service on October 1948. Wow. Mm, old. What about this? That's a tank. That sure is a tank. Interesting colours. Yeah. Matilda 2. Yeah. Infantry tank MKV Matilda 2. The most successful tank in the opening campaigns of the Second World War, the MKV Matilda II provided close support to infantry during the Battle of France and the Western Desert campaigns of 1940 and 1941. It was one of 500 that were built at Horwich Locomotive Works near Bolton. Really? At a, a locomotive company? Yeah, that's right. Wow. Interesting, isn't it? The layout of this museum is interesting, isn't it? The floor is all sloped. See that? Yeah. What sort of vehicle is that? Well, I'm not sure. It's quite unusual looking. Yeah. Leopard patrol vehicle. I see. It was constructed as a protection for its crew and passengers against landmines and ambushes. So, how do you feel like it would protect against landmines? don't know. Well, it says the vehicle's wheels, suspension and transmission were adapted to support an armoured capsule which protected passengers from the blast of detonated mines. Built on a Volkswagen chassis, it has a 1,584cc petrol engine, weighs 1,980 kilograms and has 8mm steel armour plate below the seat line and a 52mm thick bullet resistant glass. I see. This can stand the blast from a mine, a detonated mine, and it's got bulletproof glass as well, so it can deal with attacks and mine detonation as well. Okay. We've got a license plate. It does have a license plate.
actually walk up here? Yeah. We might have been this way. Oh, should we go science, technology and war? Sounds yeah. interesting. Listen, there's one thing I don't like about World War One. What's that? It's the Red Baron. The Red Baron? What don't you like about the Red Baron? He's evil. I see, fair enough. Oh, wow, I wonder what this is. I see, wow. It's big, isn't it? Yes. German and British Air Forces introduced into service jet-powered aircraft towards the end of the Second World War. Interesting. That's a bomb, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's a missile. It's a missile. Yeah. Yeah. Atom bomb ish. Atom bomb? Yeah. So many submarines in the wars. Yeah, you're right. There were a lot of submarines in the wars. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of um, fear about nuclear war, nuclear weapons. And rightly so, I think. Yeah. See, this is a, um, this book here. Do you know Raymond Briggs? Uh, he sounds familiar. So Raymond Briggs is the writer and illustrator who made The Snowman. Oh yeah, I remember him. Yeah, have you seen The Snowman? Yes, and, yeah. and Father Christmas. And Father Christmas, it's good, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So here's one of his books and it's called When the Wind Blows and it's about nuclear war. Wow. I know. Now, what's this? Some sort of canoe. A tricycle. Yeah, hand propelled, three wheeled invalid tricycle. And that's a Laotian canoe. Yes, this canoe was made in Laos, probably from the late 1970s. <laughs> it is made out of external fuel tanks from an American fighter bomber aircraft. And that's in. Valid tricycle belonged to Charlie Tonkins, who was seriously wounded in 1943 in a fierce battle during the North African campaign. Yeah. Ooh, look. I can see. It's a wall of luggage. I can see that. Lots of bags. And it's to represent the way that people fled from more migration and people seeking asylum in different countries. Okay. Hmm. Oh, how disorientating. We're back here. Yeah. And what's this area about? Empire. Commonwealth and war. Yes. The aggressive impulses of an evil empire. Mm. 
So what's this timeline about? 1989-1989. In 1989, the Berlin Wall came down. The Soviet Empire began to crumble, ending the Cold War. So we're looking there. Let's look. Pistol. Canadians and the liberation of Northwest Europe. Yes, and these plates look like the ones in front of a train. They do a bit, don't they? I think they're um, they're patches for sewing on things, but they do look a lot like um, train plates. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, it's a hospital ship. Oh wow! It's a hospital and it's a ship. Perfect. It's called the Nasha. Yeah. The original ship was paid for by the Indian Maharaja Maharaja of Nabha. Yeah. Oh, that's a short but very wide gun. It's a signal flare pistol made by the Colonial Sugar Refinery in Sydney, one of the many Australian firms which converted to war production. So it's a signal flare for shooting into the air. Okay. It was part of a tank that was nicknamed Schnook. Schnook. <laughs> okay, so we'll go to the green room now. Yeah, let's do it. Generations. Generations. Generation room. Portraits of Holocaust survivors. So, do you know what the Holocaust was? No. It was um, uh, the word that is used to describe uh, the eradication of Jewish people and the persecution of Jewish people 
in the Second World War. Okay. Uh, here we go. The persecution and attempted annihilation of Europe's Jews by the Nazis and their collaborators between 1933 and 1945 led to the displacement and murder of millions of people. Some of those who survived established new lives and families in the United oh, Kingdom. Wow. So these are portraits of those survivors. Survivors. And their families. Wow. It's amazing, mm -hmm. isn't it? portraits of survivors. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite um, shocking, really, how many people were affected. Mm. And, you know, we went to the Jewish Museum the other week. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that had stories of survivors as well and how they came to be in Manchester. Yes. a live stream cinema. Yeah, I think it's a little video playing. Okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. There's, there's more. There's more? Yeah. Ah, oh, oh, wow. Yeah. So what can we see here? Poppies. That's right, because poppies kind of symbolise um, remembrance. Poppies were a familiar sight on the battlefields of the Western Front, where they thrived in the devastated landscape. The poppy has endured as a symbol of remembrance since Canadian poet and soldier John McRae wrote his famous poem, In Flanders Fields. It concludes with a plea, we shall not sleep though poppies grow in Flanders Fields. Okay, so Merida. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes, that's where some of the French art staff went on a zip wire 10 years ago. No. Yes. Really? Yeah. Who went on the zip wire? Uh, Laura. Really? Yes, uh, Catherine. I see. Oh, that sounds like fun. I'll have to ask them about it. Yes, and another thing. My friend Helen went on that zip wire too. Really? Yes, she did. Oh, well, that was a nice little surprise. Yes. Okay.